You're listening to Chilled Conversations with me, Anka Jakob, and I'm having today Kyle Powell, um, a good writer, a great writer, I would say. I'm reading your book. I'm still reading it. And uh, welcome for the first episode of, of this podcast, Kyle. And thank you for pushing me to make it because you are one of the reasons why I had to rush into it. I know. No, thank you for having me. I think, I think, you know, you did such a good job in our previous interview. It's definitely worth pursuing it. You've got a talent and it's a good platform for people, you know, so I'm glad you're doing it. Thank you so much. So let's get talking about you first. Tell us a bit about your, your background and then we'll go into what you do. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously I've, I've been on this writing journey now for about five years properly um, from about 2017-ish but when I began it was much less kind of disciplined and much more kind of whenever I fancied it so unsurprisingly I didn't get a lot of work done during that time um, but um, when I focused a bit more on it um, in the last kind of 18 months especially with Skin Deep um, things got more productive and putting a lot more time and effort into it. And then that's how we got to the final product. Um, outside of writing, you know, usual things, spending time with friends and family, play a lot of football, hit the gym, like to read a lot, listen to music, you know, these types of things. So, yeah. What's one book you would say, uh, I don't know, got you more into reading? We won't go back to the teenage years because those are, are crazy. I guess you were reading a lot of stuff and diverse in the same time, but let's say now what's a book that got you stuck on so a, a good book that i read recently oh actually a, a really good book that i read recently was a book called um nice racism by a lady called robin d'angelo she's actually a, a white woman who's written this book for white people about race she's written another book called white fragility um which is also good but this one is really interesting because it looks at how progressive white people so people who generally want to help and, and 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 probably have their morals in the right place still kind of make some mistakes and the challenges that they still need to overcome um and this yeah she she, she breaks it down really well um and i think it's good to see a white person addressing some of these issues because i you know i think people are just more receptive when they're hearing it from someone in their own community i think mm. Black people can speak very well on it, um, but if a white person listening to a black person, I think for some there can be a barrier, you know, versus when they're hearing it from someone in their own community. So, but that looks really good. Um, I read that recently and enjoyed it. Well, that that's a, actually a tricky subject because I guess it happens to to all of us. Like, for example, I'm coming from Romania, and we we don't have as many foreigners as we have here in UK. So I found it it's a very weird step you have to make because you never know what's appropriate to say what's not and maybe for for some of them it, it's just a common thing that they will tell you but you find it racist like it happened to me when I went there with my daughter she was like very small she was about almost two years old and everybody wanted to touch her hair mm. you know because she had a big afro and she was all yeah. cute and small so everybody yeah. wanted to, to touch her to see how she feels but I didn't understand it then as much as I understand it now if it makes sense and yeah, yeah it, it feels offensive but when you don't have this knowledge and you're not educated on the subject it's really hard and you just cross barrier after barrier so yeah, yeah. 
it can be really complicated. It can be super complicated. So yeah, I, I think ideally people who are committed to, you know, improving things, just keep educating themselves, keep doing the work. Um, you know, it, unfortunately it never really stops. It's just, it's just an ongoing thing. But if you're passionate about it, you, you know, you, you kind of stay with it and, um, you know, you just learn more and more. So forever learning yeah because my daughter is now like you don't touch my hair she has all the movements <laughs> like where did you get it from <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's funny <laughs> it's funny how they grow and they teach us at, at some point yeah for sure the, the, the future generations i think they can be some of the most kind of inspiring people and can bring a lot of optimism um because they just they see the world in a different way and, and um oftentimes in a better way so yeah it's really cool true but then it's it's a hard balance for them to reach i guess because there is like i'm seeing around me there's a lot of information and they are not sure which is the right information they just absorb and absorb like a sponge and then they she comes to me sometimes because she doesn't know what to believe anymore and she's like mom we need to sit down to talk and i i love it that she has this desire but we were brought up differently like I don't know yeah I mean I think it's really cool that she's still seeking out parental guidance and obviously you guys have a good relationship because she's willing to do that but like like you say like they're kind of more mature in some ways you know the things they think about and, and, and some of the things they're trying to address which is which is great um yeah <laughs> this brings me a little bit back to your book because I don't want to give a lot away but it's it's a very interesting beginning like I said before it, it shocked me and it's really nice that you could do that, like through, through writing. I guess it's, it's important to talk about it. I was just not expecting it. <laughs> I won't give too much detail, but I like like even the, the, um, the way the conversation went around, like how people talk in their houses and what kids hear. I think yeah. you've, you've done a great job there because that's the reality as parents have to fight. <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah without giving too much away there is like a, a shocking opening but like I think a very realistic opening it's stuff that's actually happened you know yes. been multiple cases of, of that stuff happening um which is a sad thing um but it's good that it's gripping readers at the start it's supposed to um yeah I think throughout the book everything that I talk about and is included is very true to life um you know in, in one way or another there's as much as there are shocking moments throughout the sad thing is these are all real life events basically you know that, that yes. things I've, I've seen happen you know um not necessarily directly to me but, but stuff that I've definitely observed you know what I mean and, and um I think this is one of the reasons why I wanted to write the book and I thought the topic was so compelling is because this stuff is still happening today whereas you know a lot of people want to ignore racial dynamics or, or or you know ongoing discrimination and things that are um are happening it's there you know and i think it's better if people kind of face up to it and try to address it as opposed to ignoring it and pretending it's it's not there i find it weird when i mean we are all humans and we all like to to run away one way or the other from all the issues that the book talks about but um I just feel like you you hide it under the carpet and the, the issue just becomes bigger. So yeah. I found it refreshing that you actually talk about it. Yeah, no, no, yeah, exactly. And this this is it can happen so often, and I, and I think part of that reason is because sometimes people are scared because mm. they don't offend. Um, 
uh, sometimes people are just not informed enough, right? And I think that isn't the approach to fixing things, right? There, there's an analogy about cancer and, and the guy goes, you know, if someone has a cancer, the, the doctor's not gonna say, let's not think about it, let's ignore it, I hope it gets better. They're gonna be like, we need to fix and treat this problem. We need to pay attention and focus on it and try to change it. And I think, you know, issues of race and discrimination are, are similar. It's like, if you've got a problem, the problem is not just going to disappear by you by you turning away. Now, it may be discussions may be uncomfortable and it may be difficult, but they get better in time if you, if you if you if you actually try to have them. If you try to educate yourself, as we were talking about before, on these topics, and ultimately we're talking about relationship, right? So you know, this is your partner. This is the person who probably knows you best in the world. The person you're in love with. The person you're closest with. So if you can't have open and honest discussions with that person who can you have them with you know um and i think you know there are so many great resources out there now to help educate people on things so you know like i say i'm not trying to pretend these things can't be are difficult to talk about they can be for sure but it's so much easier now than ever before to educate yourself and for me if i'm in a relationship with someone i want to be as close as possible to that person i want them to know what i'm feeling what i'm going through so they can try to support me like i want to support them so yeah trying to face these things up instead of ignoring them makes the most sense to me that that's true and that's very interesting because i was planning to talk about the the secret relationships because it seems such a controversial subject now but first i want to know how did you start writing because i remember you said it, it started like a, a short uh, story the book itself but how how did you get carried away <laughs> i guess that's the right yeah. question yeah like, i mean like like i was saying like for, for, okay so the kind of journey started about five years ago in general but this book is about 18 months two years ago and like you touched upon it did start as a short story um because at the time you know um i hadn't had much experience writing longer pieces i was just kind of trying to explore you know so i was like oh this could be an idea this could be something interesting let me try and get something short like, mainly because it's easier to do something shorter and it's like you know I'm, yes. i can be impatient at times so it's like okay if i can get to the result um you know it's it's kind of more attractive than being like oh no i have to wait six months for it so yeah it started off as a shorter thing and then as i got into it i was like oh you know it kind of slowly grew and grew and grew and then yeah at one point i realized that it it, it could and should be a longer story because there's a lot of complex topics there's lots of you know different dynamics to to communicate and you know it, it that deserves some time to to, to really to, to really give those the right attention um but yeah started off small and grew into a, a bigger piece yeah i remember you telling me how you edited because <laughs> i remember you you had you struggled with that yeah 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 i mean i think so I, I, you know we, we had it we touched upon before like this idea of being a writer and, and how it can be quite romanticized and seem quite glamorous mm -hmm. i think from the outside in sure that is it um but i think once you get into it you see quite quickly how difficult it is and how difficult it can be um and it's and it should i don't think that should put people off because all i all i've said to people who've asked me about it is if, if you're generally passionate about it go for it but you're going to need that passion because it does take a lot of work um and the editing process is definitely a big part of that because i mean i'm not a fan of editing myself there are other people who are better to use that skill set um but you know you need to be very careful and comb over every detail and 
reread and reread and reread and um you know I said to lots of people that I I almost got quite sick of the story by the end of it because I'd read it like hundreds of times you know so it's it's um <laughs> and, and that you know you, you almost build a negative association because of how much work and effort oh on. yes you know <laughs> and this is like a side thing right so this is something I do in my evenings and weekends and free time and stuff so you know when you're tired and you're trying to drag yourself onto the computer to try and do a bit more so yeah it's it's not an easy process but if you care enough if you're if you're passionate enough about it like most things in life you, you, you'll, you'll get it done for sure that's true that's true but if it would be for you to to pick like we said about romanticizing the the writer's uh, life yeah if you mm. would pick a perfect spot for you to just sit down and and write what do you think would it look like like do you get an idea yeah no i know what you mean um yeah some people said you know go you know i think a classic thing is to be somewhere scenic right nice views so like you know yes. like coastline <laughs> or something or maybe like in a, a forest in a wood cabin or something i think the main thing would probably be somewhere quiet and peaceful because mm. you be able to focus to write um i know some people can listen to music and stuff when they write um personally i'm not able to do that but um i think in general you want somewhere you could be at peace and just focus on the task and if there's you know maybe inspiring surroundings as well that'd be cool but yeah i think like a nice like a nice coastline or a nice beach you know you're getting like fresh air you're getting some sun you know you could take your breaks and go for a nice walk and that type of thing i think oh, that yes. um, <laughs> it's, it's different from writing in the middle of london when you got sirens every every exactly. 10 minutes but um you know so I, that's why it goes back to the passion thing again like it's not easy so you've got to be passionate about it to get it done yeah i think i would I'm not that fast about the location, but I'm fast about the room, how it needs to look like. Okay. I have an issue. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure it's an new? issue. Well, I think I like that, you know, those um, velvet big chairs that you just sit in and, you know, oh. you're comfortable with your... I have a typewriter. I bought it a while back and I, I, I can't write on it because it makes so much noise. So okay. whenever I, I sit down, like I get distracted by the noise, if it makes sense, yeah. and I can't write anymore. But uh, yeah, it needs to be a dark room. I'm not into the all uh, light, though the, the sunny beach sounds good, but that's for the breaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's the, if you go back, what's the first thing you wrote? Is this the, the story that made the book or you wrote something else before? What did you play uh, yeah. with? Yeah, I, I was doing, initially I was doing some blog stuff, which didn't really go out anywhere. It's more like me getting down my thoughts and ideas on paper, um, which in itself was quite therapeutic and quite nice as an exercise at the time. And then I did uh, kind of like a young adults children's book, um, mm. which I really, I'd like to revisit at some point. But, you know, thinking, looking back on it, like I was so brand new and I'm, you know, I've had no formal write, writing training, right? Um, one of the compliments I've received is like, people are just shocked. They're just like, oh no, where, where, where do you, who taught you? Where do you, and I'm just like, no, this is just, this is just me doing it. Um, but in the beginning, like, obviously I was even more inexperienced and, you know, I had no clear clue about, you know, really how like long it should be, tone, these, I was just like free, complete freestyling. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, maybe one day I'll get back to that, but it's, it's, it's not quite there yet. Um, 
And then, yeah, then this book came not, the, the initial really early short story version came not long after. Um, and yeah, then that grew. And, and actually, whilst writing this, I was writing my second one, which hopefully will be out in the next few months. And that's a non-fiction piece, which looks at um, the challenges that the African diaspora face in the West. So looking at the political challenges, economic, social, all these types of things and breaks it down and, and offers some potential solutions. Um, so yeah, that's called the Diaspora Dilemma and actually can be coming out in a few months. But it's interesting what kind of doing them both at the same time, which which looking back wasn't the best way to go because <laughs> they're quite different. Um, and yeah, but anyway. That's quite the opposite, isn't it? Like I didn't expect you to come with such a book after the, like I told you when I found the, the first reviews of the book, they were telling me it would be a romantic story and I said oh yes I need it <laughs> then <Yeah>. I <laughs> it gets romantic I don't want to spoil it for people and it's really worth reading because you still have to sign my my hard copy so yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's it's really interesting now that you're talking about this like what you went for after this what came into your mind to go on a such opposite subject? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's interesting because in some ways, the other book, The Diaspora Dilemma, is more natural to me because I've got a science background by training. Um, the industry that I work in, uh, very technical. The writing that mm. I've done, my professional life was quite technical. Uh, and most of what I read is non-fiction so I read much more non-fiction than fiction so it, it it's it's not so surprising that that's come it's only surprising because this is the one that got finished first so this is kind exactly. of exactly like, like associating me uh, with that but, um, and also because it's kind of almost two different sides of your brain right it's the creative side and the kind of analytical side um but I think that is because I think I've always had the creative side within me but what got nurtured more was the analytical side through my education and, and, and the job that I ended up doing. So I, I think I've, I'm, I'm a little bit lucky in the sense I've, I've had a bit of both and over time been able to nurture both the creative more recently and the analytical's just, yeah, been the majority of my life. So uh, yeah, I feel quite fortunate to, to, to be able to turn my hand to both. It'll be interesting to see how, how this one, the second one gets received. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's telling, it's, I mean, there are, there are similarities in the messages that are communicated. One is just hard facts and figures, and the other one is just creativity. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, but, yeah. Quite interesting. But you are right, because I, for example, see you through the book you wrote already without knowing anything about your education. So I guess yeah, it makes more sense now that you explained it that that's what you actually do and this is just like the the naughty side of you it just went off track here but that's yeah, nice yeah. <laughs> that's really nice yeah exactly it's, it's how, do you, Sorry. How, how would you go about publishing this book and how was the, the first book because I remember the first one it's self-publishing how was yeah. the process for you yeah so again being completely brand new to the to the writing world and then publishing world I was like just trying to figure out how to get it out there so typically you know you, you send like a synopsis like a summary of your work and some initial chapters to different publishers and agents um I think nowadays it can be quite hard to get published through a traditional route because 
fewer people are reading books nowadays you know you've got social media you've got other things going on it's it's not like 20 30 years ago where like reading was like a big 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 thing so i think it is harder to go down that traditional route like you say this first one is a self-published one and i think what's good about that is it does give an opportunity to a lot of authors who just want to get their work out um and it you know are not relying on other people to say hey we want to tell your story um and for me you know, my stories are largely about the black community related to the black community in some way and we're only a small percentage of the country um you know about three to five percent um so from a traditional publisher's perspective even though there is a bigger push for representation and stuff now you know they're looking at it like hey you know who's really going to be interested in the story enough people are going to want to read it so that's why the self-publishers are, are quite useful i think the difficult thing with that is it's all on you so you've got to do all the promotion the marketing everything yourself which is obviously hard you know again i've got a job so all this is in your kind of private time which is why i was so grateful to, you know to have an opportunity to speak with you before and now you know because it can help you know push it out there but that's definitely one, yeah that's definitely one of the challenges with that with that self-publishing route the second one is with a um traditional publisher um so you know that process has been much more collaborative so the editing you know they've done a load of work on editing with the other book I had to do the editing all myself um and they're going to help with the marketing and promotion as well which also should be helpful so um that's obviously really good but you're I was reliant on them seeing the value in that story you know and um unfortunately not everyone's going to see the value in your story so it might mean it, you know if you just wait for someone else to say yeah we support it then it might never get out that's true was it hard as in did it work from the first time when you tried is this the first publishing company that you tried with or you had others yeah no 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 I, I, th I think you know I went to a few different people I think typically you do you know I think yes. it's, it's if you go to like one or two guys you can probably expect two no's you know um, <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah I think there's a story with, with JK Rowling and um, not to compare our work directly you know she's a great author but I think for Harry Potter like I, I, she got turned down loads of times you know I want to say like dozens of times before someone took a chance on her and that's the book that's the biggest book franchise ever you know she's a billionaire um so that's you know a pretty good case study of how it can work in terms of you know persistence you know like her work was obviously good but a lot of people told her it wasn't or it wasn't good enough um so yeah you've got to be again go back goes back to that passion thing again it's like you've got to be seriously passionate about it so to kind of take the negatives and take the knockbacks and still carry on yeah that that's really important because you mentioned about social media and i feel like we are living in a time where everything is on fast forward like everything it's short spam attention with short clips you just scroll and scroll and i I found it interesting and I've seen it on myself that I can't sit down to watch a movie anymore. I'm getting bored and I'm just talking to myself and I'm like, no, I need to watch it. I put the phone away and I will just watch the movie. But it's hard. Hi, <laughs> I <but> must admit. <laughs> you're right. It's it's really bad, man. And it's, it's, it's a really big indictment of our society today. I'm the, I'm the same. I spend way too much time on the phone, way too much time on social media. And, and yeah, it's also seeing my attention span dropping. Um, and then you know a lot of people would be like again like i said before re people are reading less this isn't probably the best time in history to write a, a book <laughs> but um, <laughs> i do think you know for, for me obviously i like i'm passionate about writing and i like 
communicating through words, right? Um, and I think there's ways you can, because I've got a good relationship with books, I think there's ways you can tell stories that are unique to books. Obviously, like I love films, I love TV shows as well, but I think, you know, one of the beautiful things about books is it, it allows the individual's imagination to come to life, right? Oh, yes. So the way you've read my book will be totally different from the way someone else has read it. You know, you all have your own subjective interpretation of the book, which I think is amazing. Versus we watch a TV show together, like we're all seeing exactly how it's supposed to be. You know, okay, we might take some different messages away from it differently, but exactly, yeah. the same exact same thing. So I do think there is something special about books. And um, whilst as I say there are fewer people reading these days, I still think there are a lot. Um, and yeah, it's just... It's, it's just more of a challenge these days. I think if you're going to go into this thing thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to be like a millionaire or I'm going to have my own, you know, career based off this solely, you know, you've got to be realistic and understand that that might not happen. I mean, it, it might happen. You, know, you could be taking around it for sure. I, I hope we have you. to believe in it. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Kyle. Uh, uh, Stay but, on track. But, uh, <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. You've got to believe it. Um, but yeah, also understand, you know, there's, okay, there's so many more distractions out there and people just have less time and, and, and all these other things. Um, a few people said to me, oh, you know, can you make it an audio book? And again, because it's self-published, like as an additional cost, which I didn't want to pay at the time, I may look into it into the future, but audio books is, is a bit of a medium for some people because it just, you know, allows them to just listen away while they're doing something else. So. Yeah, well, you would have the voice for it, so you should go for it. Just a good microphone and just do it. Yeah, you know, I've, yeah, I've never tried it, but like, yeah. You, know. you never know. I was told because I, I write the poems and someone was telling me, like you've seen the other day when I posted one of my poems, I learned how to do it a reel instead of just a post. So I like to combine the music with it. And one of my friends was like, you have to put your voice to go with really? the music and everything and I was like no because then I spoil it to people you know like when you read it for yourself you go at your own pace and you have your own intonations like your own sense of understanding it so if I would say it if I would read it to people it may not sound as good as it sounds for them yeah. I said I don't know that's that's a tricky thing to do isn't it yeah, and would you actually sit down to read the entire book to record yourself would you I mean, I would, I, I, I would, I would hope someone else more professional would do it. Because, um, I don't, I, don't, I think there's probably a skill to it. I don't think I would be great at doing it. Um, because yeah, that would I mean just, to read the book again. No, yeah. <laughs> no, not because, no, just, just because I, I don't think I'm necessarily doing it justice. Um, but um, yeah, I, I understand. I think with books, it's a bit different to poetry, right? With longer books, I guess, because. Mm. Um, I can see how because it's because it's so much longer I can see how you know you might do like while you're doing your housework you're listening to a chapter that kind of make I kind of get yes that. whereas with poetry I think it is better if you're reading it you are reading it yourself you know I mean and, and, and really trying to take it in yourself um, I guess the only different thing to that is like if you go to like a poetry reading it's nice to like hear the person deliver it the way they want to deliver it um, but like, I agree with you. I think it, it does take a little bit away from the person's opportunity to interpret it the way they want to interpret it. Would you actually try to go for, a, let's say, an open mic night to just try and do some some verses? Would you try it? <laughs> um, I'd love to write more poetry. I've only ever done little bits and pieces here and there. I, I, I think it's a cool thing to do. I, I think also another very therapeutic thing to do. 
Um, I think if I ever felt like I was good enough, if I ever felt like I wrote stuff that was good enough, um, yeah, why not? Because, you know, it's a bit like, you know, would I do readings? Would I read extracts of my book? Yeah, for sure, because I believe in what I've written. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not someone who's like, I'm not an extrovert in that way. So I wouldn't love, I'm not, I don't love being on stage. I love being center of attention like that. But yeah, to, to, to showcase your work, to share your work. Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I would do it. I think I would be scared. Like, I'm always scared to to publish what I write because I feel like, you know, being poetry, you let people in on such a big part of, of you and people that know me, they know immediately why, why I wrote it and what I wrote about. But then strangers, I found it, they don't know. They don't think I've been through everything, like you said, about about your book. So I yeah, think it's, it's yeah. just tricky. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that yeah a few times. I think for, for a lot of people, that is a barrier, and I get it, like, because this is personal stuff. Or, or mm. it can like, it doesn't have to be. I mean, but usually, you know, and I, yeah, in some ways, it's definitely personal, right? Even if it's not directly about your life or something personal that's happened to you, through your writing, you, you are sharing some of yourself with the world. So on that level, it's always going to be personal. So I get how people would feel aware about that and and you know I have that a bit too um I think you know what's interesting is for me at least when I read other people's work when I'm reading a book or reading a poem unless unless it's super clear that it's about that person my natural reaction isn't to think this is about that person do you know what I mean mm. like, like if you wrote a poem saying you know my heartbreak or whatever then maybe my brain but generally if I'm it's like I'm a hero song if I hear a song you know party next door's done a song or someone's done a song Kendrick's done a song or whatever I'm not automatically thinking that song is about them you know unless it's like I say unless the title's very clear like it is about yeah them. okay they've just made this song and I'm listening to it you know kind of objectively just to see if I like it and but yeah, I, I do definitely get how people try to make that connection. Um, with my book, it's, it's definitely happened. People are like, oh no, this is you, Carl, this is you, isn't it? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> it's inspired by some parts of my life in some places, but not in not broadly. Um, and it's all it's all fictional, made up. Even though the events mirror real life in many ways, these are made. You know, these are these are fictional events that I've created. Um, but yeah, a lot of people have said, oh, that's you. And it's like, oh, not, 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 not me exactly. No. <laughs> I think I'm on that boat as well. Because when I hear a song, when I read like even your book, I'm thinking like, who hurt you that bad? You know, like you have that feeling, oh my God, they went through that. But you're right. You're right. Because I think we, are, we seek that kind of, of knowing someone, mainly because everything is so blown up and exposed and nothing seems real anymore. That you just try to find like the real meanings of things and think we are all struggling but we don't admit it in one way or the other so it's it's really interesting your point of view is really interesting because it's different than mine so then yeah it's it's opposite so um what would you i know you you're not really publishing the the next book but what would you think to do next like uh, after the the second book yeah, so I've got a couple of ideas. Um, I would like to write a bit about masculinity um, and I'm considering a project with that. I don't want to say too much because it's very, very early, but I've got some ideas in that space. Um, 
yeah, there's some other things, basically there's some other fictional things that I want to write. There are some more non-fiction things I want to write. There are definitely, there's, there's, there's three or four different things I'd like to um, spend some time on. But yeah, like time is one of the biggest challenges with this whole thing. If you've got, you know, your, your, your day job, um, it's, it's really hard to find the time around it. Um, and I'm not always great at prioritizing because when you've got a new idea, it's obviously attractive because it's new, right? Um, yes. Um, but sometimes you've got to, like, I'm trying to be more disciplined and, and realize, you know, don't go from project to project to project to project because, you know, you move everyone forward 5% as opposed to maybe focusing on two and move them both forward, you know, 25%, you know, and, and that's with, 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 with Skin Deep Submission, I had to kind of do that, you know, where, um, whilst I wanted to write other things and do, I had to be like, you know, let's just focus on this for a time and get it finished, get it done, then you can move on. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a positive and negative, I think, of the, the writing. And I think always great to have ideas. I think I'd be more worried if I was in a place where I was like, I've got nothing more to talk about, nothing more I want to say. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of being productive and getting things done, sometimes you have to just have to focus on fewer projects. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a tight schedule? Like, do you have, because you talk about discipline, do you have, let's say, I don't know, on Monday, I write one day, at that in that time. Do you have such such thing or not not there yet? Yeah, not not um it's funny. Um when I when I started out, I still got a reminder on my phone. So um when I when I started out, I, I had a reminder set up to, to remind me to write every evening. So like I think like seven or eight, I've got this reminder on my phone. And I've and I've still not taken it off. And it's it's quite interesting <laughs> because back then I need I actually needed that. I needed it, you know, or I wouldn't mm. and even then I'd get it and still ignore it, right? I just wouldn't yes we are all guilty of that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whereas now it's the total opposite now I try I try to write every day there's some days I can't if it's work or other things going on in life sometimes you just can't but if I if I'm if I'm not doing something else in the evening I'm definitely spending some time doing that um and the big difference now is my brain is constantly thinking like I don't need to remind myself anymore it's just constantly got that going on in the back in the back of my mind kind of thing um now the time varies you know I, I I've tried to be better at being kind of um uh kinder to myself because um like I try to explain to people it's not like going to the gym or something like that where your progress is linear and, and directly proportional to the effort you've put in there are times you have writer's block there are times where you're just tired there are times where you just don't have the creativity or whatever um and you just have to accept that as part of the process but you still need to be dedicated enough to ensure that you give yourself enough opportunities to write and that's why I try to write every day I can you know and let's see what happens on that day there are some days where it's really good there's some days where it's terrible but at least I'm trying you know and it's that that's how you, that's how progress is made you know I mean one day it's one percent or half a percent and next day yes and 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 anything in between and, and and that's 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 the way it works you know and, and I still still to this day struggle with it I still struggle with it like but in the last few weeks I've had quite a bit of writer's block and frustrating moments and it's just like you feel like it's never going to come back and you don't really you know you really doubt yourself, yes right I know yeah. I feel your pain there I feel it so well but how do you write how do you fight writer's block I just think knowing that it's a case of being one being patient and kind yourself like I said so just 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 you know try to keep that negative thoughts and just remind yourself it's part of the process and 
um, you know, that you can do it and that things, you know, you're going to have better days. Um, and then the second thing is it's still trying to be consistent with it. So like if you do have one or two bad days, it making sure that doesn't throw you off track completely. Mm. So, um, you know, because what I think when what was happening to me early, at least when I was less committed to it was one, I was trying less, but if I had a couple of bad days, I'd just definitely walk away from it for a while. And I know now that's not really the way to do it. Um, sometimes you do need a bit of a break and that's fine. You but, do. You know, that's totally fine. But I'm always, like I said, I'm always looking to get back to it. I'm always thinking about when I can get back to it. And then you'll always get back to it. You always you always get back to those better days. And it's like, oh, okay, we're cool. You know, um, so yeah, just it's just understanding it's part of the process and just, 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 just trying to remind yourself as much as possible that, that that's it. And you're not doing anything wrong. It's just the way it goes. So when you try to get back to yourself, because that's what we all do, what music would you listen to? Um, you know what? It's funny, like with with me and music at the moment, because I love music. Music is definitely one of my first loves. I think closely, like up there with with, with football, and you know, I listen to music pretty much every day. Um, but music now for me is more like I have moments where I'm just like, oh, I really want to just listen to something, a certain genre, a certain yes, right, and then I'll just be in that for like, you know. Uh, you know an hour or so of time you know a period of time and then um then do you think it's because we are growing old i don't know maybe maybe like i have it like when i'm just walking around and i've got my headphones in and i'm just going places anyway and that's just kind of like i'm not paying close attention you know i mean i'm just kind of just passively listening to it but then there are moments like every few days where i'm like oh i really want to hear this genre i really want to listen to this thing and that's when i'm really enjoying it for like an hour or two hours and then it kind of goes away again do you know what i mean Um, it happens to me as well like i wasn't a big fan of jazz music i have to admit it it would annoy me I don't know why, even though it's beautiful, because I, I love music, like like you said. But I felt it uh, too long, because I'm I like lyrics. So I always listen to a song. The music is beautiful, but the lyrics need to catch me as well. And with jazz music, obviously, the lack of lyrics annoyed me until recently. And I got stuck now on jazz music, and I found it very interesting that I can't write if I don't listen to jazz music. So I am growing old. <laughs> I, I think it's age, maybe, maybe, maybe. But like, yeah, I think it's just. I think it's more just a unique. It's a you thing, isn't it? It's like you found a thing that works for you, right? And yes, because yeah. I had a, a writer's block, and then I went for for an event, a concert that was happening around my area, and I'm ashamed that I wasn't actually enjoying it as much, but I was enjoying it in a, in a different way because I started writing on my phone. And everybody was looking upset at me, like the people around me. But I had to take it out because then some of the best poems that would be in my second book were, were written right there. So I was proud of myself. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, and, and, you know, owning that and, and, and understanding that that's, that was good for you, regardless of what people thought. Like, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's why we, we um, like you said at the beginning, of our conversation we just hold ourselves back because we either don't believe much in ourselves or we are just afraid to to voice our thoughts and it's it's an interesting approach because while everybody i mean it would be chaos if everybody would actually believe 100 percent what they what they have to say (laughs) needs to be heard 
yeah. like everybody would be in microphones and stuff but yeah it's it's interesting yeah no, it, it, it is for sure and yeah i mean i, I don't know i think like Like I, I, I never want to discourage people. I think people, I always want to encourage people to do what they care about, but just, I'd say just make sure it's something you care enough about. I think that's always a good filter, you know, cause, cause there are so many, there are so many things that like for a short period of time might be important to you or, you know, in the moment, um, but then quickly goes away, right? You know, so if it's not something that like you're thinking about pretty much every day or very regularly, then, you know, it's probably not worth, you know, and I think that's a good way to kind of, make sure you're, you're, you're putting time into the right things exactly but uh where can people find you i will definitely tag you and all your accounts will be tagged <laughs> pinky promise but uh, just for our listeners where can they find your book and yeah where to follow you to see your new projects coming up yeah um so the book is available on amazon and there's links in my socials so on instagram it's kyle writes 86 so it's k-y-l-e w-r-i-t-e-s 86 so writes is in writing um and then i've also got it on my personal which is kyle p 6891 um so but now i'm still trying to promote both kind of just because definitely still, still so early and yeah still trying to you know grow a book following um also my i've got a, a website with a little bit more information called kyle writes again so kylewrites.com this time there's a hyphen between kyle and writes so k-y-l-e hyphen w-r-i-t-e-s dot com um and the links to buy it there as well so either of those three places um are, are ways to get to it or you can just search on amazon skin deep submission it's got a red cover with um a couple on the front um london in the background london backdrop in the background so that's beautiful well we'll i'll be sharing it and uh, yeah feel at home here with me at the Chilled Conversations with Anka. I can't wait to have you soon with your new book. Any kind of events that you'll be going or anything like where you will take part, please do let me know and we'll make sure I, I get my followers now so we can follow you. Definitely, I appreciate that. I'm sure I'll definitely keep you updated on everything that's going on um, with my writing stuff. And yeah, I really appreciate the time and thank you for having me again. Thank you for coming and thank you for pushing me to do it. I needed, no, no, you no see, problem. I needed the impulse. <laughs> I'm so glad you did, man. so glad you did. I'm sure it's going to go into these really, really great things. Thank you very much. This was Chilled Conversations with Anka. Until next time, have a good one. Mm-hmm.